Hey everyone, it's Carl. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a new podcast out called Alchemix Bar Diaries, where I tell you my thoughts that go through my brain about bartending techniques, theory, and anything to do related to the bartending world. We just started. I would love to have you come over, take a listen. The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to this to. And yeah, go check it out. Now let's get the show started. All right, on today's bonus episode, Riley and I are going to discuss Iowa Mixology Contest 2023. Yes, and why I will never help you again. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's the reason. Like, I mean... It's, it's not that you're an asshole. It's that you are a social butterfly who has poor time management skills and only ha- and can only work when you're under the gun. It smells like an asshole. <laughs> Did you fart? Not yet. <laughs> okay, so Ow. so for anyone who's listening that doesn't know that I've been bartending now for 12 years, and before last Thursday, I had won I was Best Mixologist twice in the past nine years, and this past Thursday was the this 2023's I was Best Mixologist, and I was fortunate enough to take first place again. And yeah, so you were also fortunate enough to win enough times that they're going to not allow winners to compete a second time. You know, I have so many mixed feelings about that. I uh, I understand the reason why, yeah. but the competitor in me is like, who gives a fuck? Bring up your A game if you want to come beat me. Yeah, I understand in theory both ways. Um, but from where I stand, I'm I'm of the mind where. If you've been asked to be a judge, you should not then be allowed to go back and compete. Why? Because if you have been deemed good enough to judge and you have already won I was best mixologist, which is how you're asked to be a judge, mm-hmm. then I, I just feel it's it's counterintuitive to allow somebody to compete in a contest that they have been a judge for. Like if you if you were to say, No, I don't want to judge next year, I want to compete instead, that's different. Right. I mean, it is what it is, and I will technically only be I was ever three-time top mixologist winner. I thought Jake has won three times. Twice. I was the first two-time. He was the second two-time. I am the first three-timer, and technically will now only be the only one. Yeah, well, rules change. <laughs> and you're the reason they created the rule. I love that. <laughs> is because that better than being allowed to compete again? I think so. <laughs> when people change rules because of you, right? Like basketball stars, right? Like Shaquille O'Neal had like three or five major rules changed because of him. Right. Um, there's other basketball players that just had rules changed because of them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. There's like that, that pitcher that was a switch pitcher and yeah. he would just, he would switch his glove and then the guy went back and forth, back right. and forth, back and forth Yeah. in the boxes. Yep. Yeah, and like they finally said, you're the pitcher's only allowed to change like three times or something. No, like, once you've committed to, once the batter is in the batting box, mm. or once you've committed to a a hand that you're throwing with, once the batter is in the box, you have to stick on. Gotcha. All right, so let's talk about just in general what the Iowa State Mixology Contest is all about. For the generalization, it's pretty much the same. Sometimes there's a little small tweak, but it doesn't really affect anything because sometimes it's three judges sometimes it's four judges that's really you know what two of my winnings are during four judges uh-huh. jake i think only had three judges two times so i'm not you know so anyways it doesn't matter so it doesn't really do anything except for you had to make three extra drinks okay so how it works is there are three categories each category is provided by a different distributor in the state of iowa and that distributor picks 
two to three different spirits for you to choose from, and you pick one spirit from each category, make a cocktail. You have two weeks to make three unique cocktails, submit the recipes, and then a week later, you create those cocktails in front of the judges. Right. So this year, I picked Tinkerman's... Curiously bright and, and complex. Complex gin. So that was a gin that's already infused with jasmine tea, lemongrass. I wouldn't. It, it's not infused, right? It's it's distilled with. It's it's, it's a gin with, that uses right. those flavors. Sorry, you're so right. it's not it's not an infused gin. That's important to distinct. That's an important distinction. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I guess I, I think that's the same thing, right? I mean, it's a vo- I mean, technically, it's a vodka infused with those flavors. Depending on the process of how they do it because right. there's multiple ways you can sure but the gin has those flavor profiles inside right. the gin this is it that's that yes. we can agree on right and there was other ones there was another one there was a vodka and there was the tequila i'm never gonna do vodka because it's vodka it's and a the vehicle de- for drunkenness right. and if you if you like vodka you like what it's served with mm-hmm. and you don't like the taste of alcohol right and the tequila we're not a fan of the tequila and so I saw that gin, and I really like those flavors, Asian food, Asian-flavored things I really like and enjoy. And I thought it can make a really cool cocktail with that. The second category was either Templeton 4 or Templeton 6-year. And then the third category was Unshackled Wine or Unshackled Rosé. Yep, and those are both sparkling wine made by Prisoner. Prisoner, like this uh, winery. The prisoner winery, yeah. Yep. So they do like Saldo, Prisoner. And they have a bunch of good wine, which yeah. I, I do enjoy their wine very thoroughly. And their sparkling wine was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty damn good. It was very fresh grape. Mm-hmm. It did have a very grapey Yeah, like white note, grape juice. Notes. Which I was kind of... That that helped me the drink choice that I wanted to make. Right. And so we got those. Um, and then, you know, you start... You got two weeks now to make cocktails. And it's like... I'm also working a 45 plus hour job trying to create content, which I stopped basically doing for YouTube and right. everything like that, except for the podcast, because I'm focused on this. You only have two weeks. And you're, and in addition to that, you're creating two menus for two separate bars with 10 to 12 cocktails on each one of those. Right. So it's a lot. It's a lot on my plate and very stressful. And just, I don't think I created creative. I've never been that pushed on my creative side that hard for right. four weeks. Consistently. Consistently, right. Yeah. So so I think um, I created a drink last year called Ride or Chai. That was for a Mr. Black Coffee Cocktail Challenge. Uh-huh. And I basically kind of already knew I wanted to go with that because it was already a drink I kind of already created, but I just wanted to make it more complex. I think because it was already right. a good drink, I just like, how can I make this a little bit better? Right. How can I just... And Templeton Rye, mm-hmm. or Rye Whiskey, was the primary ingredient in that, right. so... I mean, every cocktail is a riff on something different. Right. Yeah. And so I was happy. I like I like Templeton 6, you know, like um, it's a good product. And I like that drink, the Rye Chai. So I just knew that would be a good drink, to a good base to start off with, right? Like a good inspiration. Right. And He's then, purring so loud. I can hear it through your microphone. Oh, yeah. He's so hot. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> God and then um, for the the sparkling wine... We were kind of thinking first, like something to do with like a French 75. Um, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something rum based because I wanted to get rum into one of my cocktails because they don't really we don't really do rum here in Iowa that much in this competition. Right. And that was probably the one that we spun our wheels on the most. Right. Because it first started with as a rum old fashioned that we're going to turn into caviar and then put it like yeah, and then put into like a pool of the sparkling wine and you kind of do it as like a shooter. 
which would have been great. But if we had had a month to figure out the recipe, right? It was figuring out the 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 bubbas, the bubbas, and figure out the science part of it, and getting consistently right all the time. Right, so, and and knowing that you need to do this in X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we scrapped that, and then I had a drink last year called the app or the tiki spritz uh-huh. which is just an aperol spritz where i added tiki bitters and pineapple juice uh, uh, you say that like and it wasn't i was gonna say you say that like it wasn't a phenomenal cocktail like you say it was just an aperol spritz with these ingredients but it, it it didn't even taste like an aperol spritz right but that's that i took the aperol spritz and just added three things right. to make it more tropical, more approachable for people. Again, we're in the Midwest. We're in Eastern Iowa, and a lot of people, bitterness is not a huge thing, or they're not used to it. So I'm trying to make it more approachable. Right. And training wheels it, basically, at the end of the day. Yeah. But it was, you're right, you're right. I'm not trying to dismiss the drink, but at the end of the day. It was much more complex than right. and just it, an and it, w- and it went over very well. And so we. It's still one of my favorite drinks. Cool. It might be number two. Behind the s'mores old-fashioned? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that's a good starting point again i like to have starting points because it just helps especially when you have two weeks in the very limited time it right. cuts out 40 percent of the time i, I mean it, it creates a road for you to travel down right and you can choose to take side roads mm-hmm. but if you and i mean that's what the assigned spirit is supposed to do right exactly it's supposed to provide you that vehicle and i don't think i mentioned this before but you have to use at least half an ounce of the provided spirit and not basically hide it you can't just use half an ounce and just stick 20 things on top of it to mask it out you know you that still needs to be a flavor profile of the cocktail so it has to be a prominent flavor in mm-hmm. the drink so again i wanted to stick with rum i wanted to get rum this cocktail so what did you do you decided to use three different rums uh I, we tried three but we ended up with only two right we ended up with plantation pineapple and smith across um i made a banana oil sacrum yep. basically a banana syrup if you don't know what that is um, then we did lime juice, pineapple juice, saline solution, tiki bitters, and Aperol and shook that all up. And the reason, and the I re- don't feel like that was enough ingredients because there were nine. So you have Aperol, Plantation, uh-huh. Smith and Cross, lime uh-huh. juice, pineapple juice, saline, tiki bitters, banana oil sacrum. That's eight plus the sparkling wine. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, I've said these enough to know. Oh, oh. yeah, I know. Cause that's <laughs> the one that you made for the people. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I just thought this would all work very well together because a jungle bird works very well with Campari in Rome. And I thought the Aperol would be, would work just as well. Uh-huh. And it worked fucking phenomenal. So the, when you would step away from the table and I had to explain it, I'd be like, it's a rum punch meets an Aperol spritz and it's great. You should drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Am so, I wrong though? No. <laughs> so then, um, then we build that. Put in hurricane glass over over pebble ice and then top it off with about an ounce, ounce and a quarter of the sparkling wine. So the sparkling wine gave it bubbles, but it also the grape flavor of this specific sparkling wine fell through the cocktail and you had this grapey note, kind of like an Inzoni does. Yeah, because like the, the Aperol and then the grape definitely, mm-hmm. it, it did taste like an Inzoni on the finish, which right. is wild. It was wild. And it then, was unexpected, but it was so refreshing and mm-hmm. light. Yep. And then we had nutmeg cinnamon and cinnamon stick and mint spring as garnish and then kind of go back to the templeton drink the rye chai my original rye chai was rye whiskey mr black with benedictine demerara and a dash of bitters stirred down so basically it was kind of like a play on uh vucre 
kind of like in my mind that's what i was thinking when i made this drink and because i like the benedictine but what's what's in a what's in a vicare brandy sweet vermouth you know cognac sweet vermouth a spoonful of benedictine and i think rye whiskey okay stirred down okay it's a very good cocktail and so again you use these things as blueprints and you just change the design you have the structure integrity and then you just you change have, it yeah and so i started with all of that but then i wasn't thrilled about how the benedictine was playing with the chai mr black because i took you infused it with i took mr black and infused yeah. it with chai and uh it was fine and then i switched benedictine out with amaro montenegro and that helped a lot because there was just enough like spice level to marry with the chai i feel like it's uh i feel like it's more bitter mm-hmm. than benedictine yep absolutely because benedictine uses honey right no, that you're thinking of jambouille. Oh, right, right. Benedictine right. is still a sweet or a spicy. It's just not as complex, I guess, maybe. Right. And it's not as complex with the other ingredients that we're using. And I think Amaro Montenegro tastes like grandma's perfume. So I was amazed that it worked in this cocktail. Yeah. Then we used one of our buddies, a Peter Patrician, his pecan espresso bitters yep. to amplify the Mr. Black. Yes. But then also give a little bit of nuttiness and sweetness. To round it out, yeah. Yep. And then we use a little bit of Demerara, just a quarter ounce. And then... I was fine with the cocktail, but I'm like, it just, it's, it's kind of flat. Like it just, yeah. it, it would have been fine. Like in any other sense of like, I put this on the menu. I think people would have loved it, but like, again, we're doing competition. So we need, we need to amplify things up right. and push what we're trying to do. Right. Because I mean, and also you went into this competition saying, I want to use advanced technique. Right. I want to use techniques that I don't have not used a lot and use a lot of them. Right. And I, it's more of not to just to show up, but it's to push my skill set and how fast and how often I can use something. And also, I feel like for you, using advanced techniques in a competition you've won three times feels like you're practicing with your non-dominant hand. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely have had layups and probably still come close to winning maybe, you know, like been more like, it, it could have been like more average. But what what's fun for me at that point? Right. At this point, like... I'm pushing myself. You, yeah. You're trying to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, it's just missing something. And then we talked about doing a Kapari foam uh-huh. and we tried a different techniques of that. We thought it was good, but not great. And I then, am still amazed that that foam turned out as silky as it did because yeah. every trial you had with it here, it was just like foamy egg whites. So we were doing uh, <laughs> xanthan gum and egg white. Uh-huh. And sometimes it'd be too much xanthan gum and you get the gumminess. You could just, you could just tell it was it, gummy. It, it was like, really foam. Uh, yeah, like egg white texture on top of a drink mm-hmm. and but then i was like it's just missing something also like it was too bitter it just needed some more depth and then i was we decided to use koki the koki sweet ruth uh-huh. so we did because th- it ended up being you ended up wanting to make it more like a boulevardier mm-hmm. which is whiskey Compared I mean, it, it's basically it's basically a negroni but with whiskey with rye yeah and uh or bourbon i guess yeah but um and so we did three parts Campari, two parts Koki, and then some xanthan gum and some egg white. And then I got the flavor, like, okay, this flavor is great because it sits on top. You get this big bitterness mm-hmm. with a little bit of sweet, and then you get the complexity of, of the rye and the coffee and the chai, everything else. And I'm like, okay, perfect. But like you were saying, just the fucking consistency was just like, I mean, I'm measuring everything out. Like, I'm not just guessing. I'm measuring everything right. out. But uh, He bought two new scales for this procedure. Right. And that, so th- Because it wouldn't get you to the hundredth. 
of a gram of xanthan gum. <laughs> and it matters. <laughs> I know it matters, but I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> and so the day of the competition, 40 minutes before it's my time, I make the fucking foam. And I'm like, well, I got two shots at this. I can make it, I'm making it now and we'll go with it. Or I can destroy it and make it again and just go with that no matter which way. You know, like I, I right. got two shots. I made it. One opportunity. Two opportunities. I know. I know. <laughs> and so, um, so I made it. And then the Templeton rep is there and he's not judging, but he's a friend of ours. And he was like, that's another reason you shouldn't have been allowed to compete. You're friends with two of the judges. Everyone's <laughs> friends with them. They're all friends with them. So anyways, um, I think they have the higher, they hold me at a higher standard. They're just going to give it to that's me. That's probably true. They probably However, give me a harder time. So anyways, <laughs> I, he goes, Hey, let me know when that foam's right. I want to try it. I'm like, okay. And so I pour it out in the cup and the redness level is exactly how I wanted it to be. It's so red. It's so red. And the foam wasn't breaking down how sometimes. So, all right, so there's no xanthan gum in there because that's the xanthan gum is holding the structure of the foam of the egg white. That's all it's basically doing. Right. And I go, it didn't look too gummy. And I tried it. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, it, I still thought it tasted terrible. But, but you don't like Campari. <laughs> but like the texture, the, the, it the texture was, was perfect. perfect. The texture was and literally I gave the it best to, you could have asked yeah, for. Yeah, I gave it to Tim. He's like, oh my God. I told him, like, this is like my seventh time doing it. This is the best time. This is the best one ever. And so anyways, so basically I started all down and do the foam on top. So red. And then we used um, squid ink in the Demerara to make a black. So the bottom half of the cocktail was black with a red foam on top. It's very contrasty. Okay, we totally forgot to mention any of this. Yeah, no, just continue describing okay. your drinks, then we'll go through. Because I know I've been thinking about it since you said mint leaves. Yeah, okay. So then the third drink was with this Asian gin. And I was like, I want to do something a little bit different. Obviously, I want to do refreshing and light because it's summertime. We already have a tropical drink. We already have kind of a semi-sweet drink. So now we need just something with a little more body and a little bit more complexity, but still light and refreshing. And so lime juice goes with gin no matter you know, yep. whatever. And then for one of my cocktails at the menu of the bar I work at, I made basically a coconut almond or a coconut orgeat. And I thought that turned out really well. And I was like, this would probably fit. I think this would go really well because all the Asian flavors inside the gin, coconut and almond go with that very easily. Right. But then we tried it and then it was like, how can we make this more complex? We basically sous vide this coconut almond well, syrup. The question was, how can we make this even better? And the tea flavors mm -hmm. in the gin lend well to Asian flavors. Right. So we looked at other flavor components that could be added. Lemongrass, common, ginger, common, Thai chilies. Thai chilies. Thai like, basil. Thai basil. Yep. And so we... Um, are we making dinner or are we making a cocktail? You can making fucking way. both. <laughs> so we sous vide the coconut almond syrup with lemongrass, fresh lemongrass, fresh ginger, and fresh Thai chilies. Yep. We sous-vide for a couple hours, and it fucking turned out amazing. Yes. It was sweet, creamy, and spicy. Until you had to make the batch for the competition. Right. And so, but before we go there, <laughs> I wanted to milk punch this fucking thing, because I thought that this drink, if it was crystal clear, right. would just set it off, because in your mind, you see clear, you think light, crisp, and refreshing. Or you think water. Or so water. You think, so you think low flavor. And for those who are not familiar with the milk punch, uh, talk into your microphone, please. Yep. For those who are not familiar with the milk punch, basically you mix a cocktail and then you add milk to it. Yep. And when the milk curdles, it takes out all of the impurities and basically everything that would add color mm -hmm. to this drink and it filters them out. Right. 
and then it gives it and also gives it a little bit of roundness of creamy yes, from the milk. Yes, it does impart. Um, it does impart a creamy mouthfeel. Right. And it it kind of rounds everything out, all of the flavors, mm-hmm. but without taking away. It doesn't destroy it, the it flavor. Doesn't, it doesn't take away the impact, but it kind mm-hmm. of rounds the rounds out the flavors. Yep. And so it did exactly what I hoped to God it was going to do. The chili still was there. It still had. It, well, first you try it. And you get the botanicals and the creaminess from the coconut almond and the botanicals from the gin. Uh-huh. But then all of a sudden, a few milliseconds later, you you feel this heat in your throat. But not, but not excessive. Not excessive. You, just it's, a little bit of a peppering. Right. right. But it tastes like spices, though, yeah. too. It's not heat like just. It tastes, it tastes like the green mm-hmm. flavor of chilies, not just the heat from the capsaicin. Right. And so then we decided to stir it down. After his milk punch, we stir it down with Thai basil to get the fresh herbalness into the cocktail. And that mm-hmm. basil also en- enhances all the other flavors. Yes. And so I was super happy with this. And then I'm like, well, how do I garnish it? And then kind of then I decided to do plum because plum goes well with all these flavors. It's, a, yep. it's an Asian fruit that just is paired very well. So I made a plum paste and pasted it into the inside of the cocktail. So when the cut co- or inside the cocktail glass. And so when the drink sits there, the plum will kind of semi-release and give it a little bit of fruity notes as longer you take to drink it. It changes the dynamics of the right. cocktail. So really, it was this was a big and bold cocktail that looked like a glass of water. Yep. Um, so now I feel like this is where we can go into after you were told that what the liquor options were. So the competition was on May 4th. Yes. And if you don't understand what May 4th is, it's just a, it's a little pun for may the force be with you. So may the fourth be with you. Right. So it's a big Star Wars day. And at first, I was like, I don't want to do any Star Wars drinks. It's too, it's too on the nose. Right. But then the rules came out and said we had to do one cocktail that was Star Wars. And I get it, right? The public likes that shit. It, the public likes that thing because they think it's cute. It's fun. I get all of that. Right. It's fine. So if you know who I am, I'm not going to do one Star Wars drink. I'm going to make all three. You are, you are a very all or nothing person. I am. You are. There is there is no halfway. I am. So then. <laughs> what is it? Uh. There is no try, only do. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how can I tie Star Wars? We, I like Star Wars. It's fine. I'm like, I don't know all these little sub stories. I watched one season of The Mandalorian. I don't care about the rest of it. You know, I just, I watched all the movies. They're fine. Rogue One, I think is the best Star Wars movies out there. And you could give two shits less, right? Yeah, I was, I had never seen a Star Wars movie until I was in my early 20s. And my first college, or my first boyfriend out of college made me watch those the the first the original six yeah the first three and then the prequels yeah yeah so i our door guy brett who we mentioned many times on this podcast is a big nerd which is great you know great guy and i was like hey what can we do for star wars drinks he's like well there's this blue drink blah 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 but he's like everyone's gonna do that i'm like yeah, i don't want to do that milk or whatever whatever and and so he kind of helped me off a couple of things just kind of getting the ball rolling and then I decided, well, what's popular in Star Wars? All the movies, everything. What's the what's the biggest what's uh, the, merchandise? Right. Or notable notable thing. Prop. Prop. Lightsabers. Lightsabers. Perfect. Lightsabers. That will how okay, now then it's like how do I tie lightsabers in this? I'll just do a lightsaber color as the garnish for every drink. So you you took the you took an idea that oh yeah, let's tie this into a lightsaber and then 
Let's do this the easiest way possible. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I have to put less than no thought into this. Right. Like, exactly. But you know what? And then so with the with the tiki, with the, the rum, sparkling wine, we did mint. So that was green lightsaber. Uh-huh. With the gin Asian infusion drink, we did purple streaks. So that was a purple lightsaber. And then for the Templeton Rye drink, we did the the Campari Sweet Remove. That's a red lightsaber. Right. So we tied them all together that way, and then we named them all something relatively to, to Star Wars. To Star Wars, and and also to that. Talking color to your microphone. Of, and also to that color of lightsaber. Right. Had something to do. So green is usually you know Jedi, and uh, Yoda had the green lightsaber. So we called it Refreshing. I am. Yep. And then the Asian drink, uh, gin drink, had purple. And the only person to yield a purple lightsaber is Windu. That's Samuel L. Jackson's character in the prequels. Yep. So we called it Windu. And then the last drink with Templeton Rye with a Campari foam, since the drink was black and the garnish was red, the foam was red, mm-hmm. um, we were thinking the Imperial Army. It's the Imperial Army, right? The, yeah, the the, the um, Imperial Army. And yeah. And the dark side wields mm-hmm. the red lightsabers. Usually, yeah. Usually, obviously, there's no standard. Right. Um. So we called it the dark chide. Mm-hmm. Since the drink had chide. So right. happy with all three of those names. And yeah, and so Riley kind of said at the very beginning, during the competition, you have to draw numbers. They go over the rules. Everyone draws a random number. That's the contestant you are. Or that's the number you are. That's, that's that, your... That's your order competition order yeah so i did not want to or get one two or really three would have been pushing it but we had to redo some things because we weren't happy the night before right. how the prep went it the, just the orgeat didn't end up being spicy, spicy enough, enough and so that's to get chilies right and that was that that drink that it's the chilies that sets that drink off. that's what it, makes yeah. it that's what makes that drink that drink it would have been fine without the added chilies but i'm glad we were able to get them in there absolutely so we're doing all this prep work. We are, I pulled number 10. I'm the second to last. So I, I know I have four hours to sit there and do prep. And like Riley said earlier, I'm kind of a social butterfly. You know, I'm talking to other bartenders. I'm kind of doing prep work. Um, so I get there shortly. So he gets over there about nine o'clock. Competition doesn't start till 10 to start prep. I get over there about 915 because I got eyeliner in my eye. Um, <laughs> And then he he tells me that I have to go to Whole Foods to get xanthan gum, which was not an item on the list of things that we remembered we needed to bring. It was the only thing we forgot, which yeah. is actually pretty good for us. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> so also at this time, Thai chilies were kind of on the back of our mind, like, hey, we should get these because it's going to change the drink. Mm-hmm. So I, I ran and I got I found Thai chilies and xanthan gum at Whole Foods and got back. So this is where we decide to remake, not remake, but just reinfuse. Right, we had bland-ish yeah. orge of this Thai orgeat, and we just reinfused it with more Thai chilies and right. ginger. Right, and at this point, Carl sets it and forgets it because it's in a SUV is supposed to be in there for two, two hours. hours, and the thing goes off, and I'm like, "Hey, you gonna take that out?" He goes, "No, I'm gonna let it cool." And then an hour later, it's still cooling in the hot water in the sous vide. Mm. Like I said, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else you want me to say. Like I fucked up, <laughs> and like you were there pushing it and everything like that. 
because also we have to there's a there's a public competition so we have to make like fucking All 70 80 ounces of the syrup too because we, we made, have we yeah because we made well yeah we had to make 70 or 80 ounces of the syrup but then we also had to milk punch a gallon and a half right of which, this cocktail yeah. then we had to make more super juice for lime juice and then we also had to make the foam and the plump so there was a lot but some of the stuff I didn't want to make until I knew I was like 40 minutes away because like the plum paste. You you wanted to make sure that it's set up but didn't get, didn't break apart. Collage, yeah, yeah, whatever. So there's a lot going on. You know, I I thanked you enough. That enough. <laughs> I thanked you a lot. I always thank you that you were there doing your thing. Cause but it's the whole time I'm like trying to make, I'm trying to make eye contact with him. And you I'm just trying. need to come up to me. Just be more I direct. Did. No, I know. I that's, did. That's the only times it worked. You can't No, just, it didn't. Yes. No, it didn't. Because the time that we went over to Mike and he was giving you the Pasubio, I was like, hey, you need to get this out. I see. I don't remember you saying that. Because you weren't listening to me. I'm listening. I'm just not hearing you. Same thing. I don't know. Anyways, it all got done. Yeah. yeah I, I, again, <laughs> I don't know what else you want to say. I've, it's not like I'm dismissing any of this. I even put it on fucking Facebook that you deserve 60% of the war. I war. just I just want to like bring attention to it. Because There's been a, enough attention brought. No, because I was yes. so fucking annoyed the entire day. <laughs> so anyways, we go up there, do my thing. It works out. Then we do the public event where people pay $30. They come and try everyone's cocktails. You make samples for them for like 90 straight minutes. You're just pouring cocktails, explaining the drink over. You're, you're talking this cocktail over and over and over again, which is fine. It's fine. It's fun because people really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed the window. I think the window was our yeah. best drink. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought refreshing I am would have been. Uh, yeah, but um, and then they did the announcements. They had some other prizes, and then they announced first place, and we were lucky enough to win it. And then that's it. That's that is a very rambly 2023. I was best mixologist. For that us. that is. But that's how the day. That, that's how chaotic the day feels. Well, though. and that's that's kind of what it's like to be inside the mind of somebody who's a creative. Also, mm-hmm. like. Nothing ever happens from point A to point B. You always have detours and stops along the way. Right. And creating a cocktail isn't like a, oh, hey, I like these ingredients. We're going to throw it together. Right. It's 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 fun. It's unique. And now they made a rule saying repeat winners can't be ganked again. So, but Good. it's fine because like Jake and I. Your I, head can't get any bigger. It's pretty fucking big. My fucking shoulders hurt. <laughs> Your neck. You need a neck brace. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, I've talked to Jake. I haven't even told you this because I've barely seen you in the past fucking 72 hours. Right. Um, Jake and I are talking about it. We want to do, start offering, like get together, like everyone who wants to once a month and do like Zoom calls about like just how we can all start getting better as bartenders here in the state of Iowa. Right. Because we want everyone to be better. We want everything to put out the best product that we humanly all can, can, but also grow because it's hard growing when the state is not known as a cocktail state, but also the mentorship, the leadership, uh, education right. is so lacking. Because really there is, like, you and Jake are probably the first generation of cocktail makers what? in this state. Yeah. I mean, there's that, other bartenders at other bars that we don't are not aware of, but we go to their bars and stuff like that. But yes, right. publicly that we're like, aware of. But your generation. Yeah, our say, generation, like, yes. Is the first generation of bartenders who actually takes mixology seriously mm-hmm. and is... And cares about all of the flavors, not just providing palate-friendly options. Yeah, and I think that's what helped me one, right? I had a light, refreshing, you know, boozy you hit, cocktail. You hit all the flavor notes. And then I hit spicy. 
with other complexities and then hit bitter with other complexities. Yeah, it's, and you that's had round. You mm-hmm. had like the the rye drink was very round and it was very sweet, but the the bitter foam rounded it out and yeah. made it multi-dimensional, multi-dimensional too. Right. So yeah, I mean it was it was a fun year. It's a fun time. Um, you know, I mean it's stressful as fuck. It's <gasps> I'm never gonna have to assist you again. Yeah, I I realize I don't understand. Like there's no more assisting. I, yeah. Maybe so. I should sign up next year. <laughs> yeah, I want you to. I would love for you to. That'd be I'm not awesome. a bartender. Who cares? We represent Alchemix Bar or one year. That's that one. That'd, we'll be a, that'd be hilarious that you win the next year. It can't be because I'm judging next year. It'd have to be a year I don't judge. Two years. Two years from now. If our own bar is open. I, I will not compete in that competition. I'll just make all the drinks. All you got to do Shut is go up. for 20 minutes. No, that's the part that I can't do. I can make the drinks. I have the palate. I just can't be. Uh, we'll get you there. I can't. We'll get I'm you gonna, there. I mean, my hand's going to be shaking so bad that I'm not going to be able to fill <laughs> the jigger. The spilling out. That's funny. Well, we appreciate everyone for taking a listen to this extra bonus episode. And this is episode obviously was free to everyone. And if you want to hear more bonus content, uh, go to our Patreon. Do you want to start a tab? For three bucks a month, you get some more stuff. And yeah, that's it. Peace. Bye.